Apple's magazine subscription service terms make publishers wary. And Facebook and Snapchat court publishers for video content. It's Monday, February 18th, 2019. All of that is coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 351 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 351 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, where I combine actionable insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and a lot to talk about this week. Let's dive into what Apple has been up to with their subscription subscription magazine service. So, so Apple has revealed more of its plans for its subscription magazine service. The plan is to offer users access to dozens of publishers on an unlimited basis for 10 bucks a month. So it's kind of Netflix or Spotify for magazines, and it's the outcome of Apple's acquisition of Texture, an app that it acquired last year. This week, we learned, however, of one major problem. Publishers are actually pretty upset with the terms of of the service after it was revealed that they will be paid 50% of the revenue from the service based off of usage, while Apple pockets the rest. The move is the latest and kind of one of the most brazen attempts by a tech company to squeeze the media industry for content. And given Apple's major financial success, well, it's easy to see why struggling publishers would otherwise be upset. And to make the economics work, Apple really needs to deliver significant audience numbers to publishers and the revenue that comes with them. Apple is reportedly thinking about bringing in that revenue by bundling this service with its upcoming TV service, as well as Apple Music. So Apple needs to deliver scale if it's going to to deliver revenue of any significant amount to these publisher partners. This story, it comes amidst the latest round of media turmoil with BuzzFeed, Vice, Verizon Media, all cutting jobs. That doesn't help the optics of this at all. And it's understandable to see why publishers would be hesitant to sign with Apple. It not only means they're splitting revenue with Apple, but they're also splitting revenue with each other. Still, still they want readers, they want the audience. Apple has shown a bit of flexibility to court publishers a little bit with Apple News, which uh, is already working with digital publishers. It lets those publishers sell their own ads. It allows them to set up paywalls, all kind of uh, uh, benefits to these publishers to use the Apple News platform and the users that it brings to them. This is a story that's going to develop a lot over the coming year. It may seem that Apple holds all the cards, but Apple needs the publishers too. As it evolves its business to be as much about services as it is about hardware, having the content providers on board, that's going to be essential for Apple to make any of that work. All right, let's jump to our next story and continue talking about publishers, but in the context of Facebook and Snapchat. So so Facebook and Snapchat, they're doing what they can to get even more video content on their platforms. They've been doing this, now they're doing this even more with some other efforts. So Facebook has a new funding program uh, that publishers and influencers can tap into 
for the production of Facebook watch content. Right now, the program is intended to, to support six to eight shows with $200,000. The program's broken into verticals like entertainment, news, and sports, and anyone who is part of it is in charge of show production. Apple funds and provides other support, and in exchange, it gets access to more influencers, and top publishers. Snap, on the other hand, they're ready to pay $40,000 to $50,000 per episode for any original series that premieres on Snapchat as part of its Snap Originals program. The episodes, they will be five to seven minutes long and part of an effort to bring in more interest, interest from the entertainment community. Now, Facebook and Snapchat, like I said, they've been working to build up original content on their respective platforms for some time now. But the content wars are getting a lot hotter. Speaking of Apple earlier, Apple is about to enter the scene with original content of its own, and it will already and it will be joining an already crowded landscape. Netflix, Hulu, HBO, YouTube. That's why both Snap and Facebook, they're working to build up their own offerings with content from known influencers and known publishers with built-in audiences that they can bring with them to each of these platforms to maybe, just maybe, compete in a pretty crowded content landscape. All right, that is it for the week's main stories. Now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. So Facebook has acquired Grok Style. This is an artificial intelligence company that focuses on helping people find furniture and home decor. IKEA, They used the platform in the past to invite users to take a picture of furniture and then find similar items on their website. The move, it's really in line with Facebook's AI ambitions. It also allows Facebook to better compete in the area of visual search. Both Pinterest and Google have a head start on Facebook there. LinkedIn has introduced LinkedIn Live on an invite-only basis, for the time being at least. Right now, LinkedIn Live is focused on streaming live, earnings calls, conferences, company announcements, and things like that. The UI, it's similar to what Facebook Live has in that it allows users to follow a real-time feed of viewer comments while watching a stream. Amazon has acquired the mesh Wi-Fi provider Eero in an effort to do even more when it comes to smart homes. The move, assuming it makes its way through regulatory approval, it allows Amazon to compete more with Google in the smart home space. Google is already in the Wi-Fi router game with Google Wi-Fi. Instagram may be launching a messaging service that users can access via a desktop web browser and mobile called Direct. The service hasn't been announced, but it was spotted in the wild by a software engineer. The move would be one of many Facebook is making in the messaging space, the biggest of which was the announcement that it plans to unify the backends of Instagram, WhatsApp, and Messenger, an announcement that we've discussed on the podcast. Uh, Reddit, they are following up on their introduction of CPC ads with the launch of app install ads and an updated conversion pixel. So the app install ads, they can be targeted by iOS or Android, so by device, and can be bought on a bid per click basis. The updated conversion pixel, it's now much more robust. Previously, it could only track one conversion event, but now it's able to track eight different events, including page visits, view counts, search, add to cart, add to wishlist, purchase, lead, and sign up. Instagram and Twitter, they were hit with bugs this week. Instagram users noticed follower numbers dropping significantly, and Twitter was having issues with like counts on tweets. 
Fortnite uh, has some competition for the time being at least. EA launched a new free-to-play battle royale game called Apex Legends. The game had a record 25 million players in just a week. Currently, Fortnite has 200 million players, so Apex Legends has some catching up to do, but it's definitely the hot game at the moment, and it has a lot of the elements that made Fortnite such a success. Facebook is testing an option for publishers with content on watch to sell and place ads using their own technology. So this will allow partners to serve ads programmatically for their own content, giving them greater control over the data as well as results for advertisers. This is part of a larger effort by Facebook to court publishers and to make inroads with publishers and other content providers. Watch draws in 75 million daily viewers, which is impressive until you view it in the context of Facebook's 1.5 billion total daily users, as related to the story earlier in the podcast. Amazon is launching Amazon Moments, a new offering that lets apps and publishers reward users with products for certain behaviors. So let's say you have a music service. You could ask users to listen to a certain amount of music. Once they do, you could reward those users with a free set of headphones fulfilled by Amazon. Facebook and the FTC, they're negotiating a settlement for privacy violations. So right now, the negotiation is around the amount Facebook will have to pay for sharing the information of 87 million users with Cambridge Analytica. That was a violation of the 2011 agreement between Facebook and the FTC. Whatever the fine is, it could be a record. All right, that is it for episode 351 of Brave Bad World. Before I let you go, I want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments, let me know what you like, let me know what you don't like to bravebadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at twiggert, that's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also check out bravebadworld.com where I occasionally share my personal thoughts or whatever I'm thinking about about marketing. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.